welcome to today's Inbound After Hours, episode seven. Today we'll be talking podcasting. Awesome. And we have a guest with us today. We have Jenny Butler, who's a senior partner from HubSpot. Thanks for joining us, Jenny. How are you doing? No worries, I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. We've got, uh, we've got Ricky and we've got Paul today. Andrew can't make it today, he's a busy man, so um, <laughs> it'll just be us man three. Down. Yeah, yeah, a man down today. So, okay, how's things at your end? All good, busy, good. Um, HubSpot side is great and I do a little bit of kind of work with podcasting as you know outside and that's going really well too so all good all happy on the Emerald Isle. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we first seen you last year what month is it? September last year at Inbound 16 that's over in Boston and we come to see you at one of your um, presentations and um, it was you who motivated us to start our podcast and yeah. video blogs. So thank you for that. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks for giving us a kick up the ass because we, we, we needed that. And um, we, we again watched you on YouTube the other day to prep some questions. So uh, really impressed, really. So um, the, the first question, Jenny, why, why podcasting? Why should people be doing it? So I guess to explain why I'm so fanatical about it, everybody uses the word passionate, so I don't want to use it. I'm like, I'm drinking like passion fruit juice at the moment with orange or something. I'm like, I'm not going to use that word. Um, Ever since I was a little kid, I guess it's because I was an only child and had to like find my own fun. So basically, I just loved the idea of stories. I always wanted to be like, tell me a story. If people were like buying me gifts for something, I love books. I'm like, I just want stories. That's all I want. So from that, it kind of stemmed into, I love how the idea of your voice can do so many different things. So like when you're small, it, you know, it can soothe you. So somebody can pick you up when you're crying, but like, it's okay. And it soothes you. But it's their voice that calms you down. And when you really think about it, it's like, you know, if you want to get into the science part of it, you can totally hear people's voices when you reach a certain point when you're not born yet. And like, that's the coolest thing. Like you can hear somebody talking to you before you're even, you know, in the world technically. And that just fascinates me that you can actually be like, I guess, present in that and cognitive of that when you're so like young, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so when I was younger, my dad had like a little recorder, a little voice recorder. So he used to record memos and different things when he'd be going around the house, you know, reminding himself to do things or whatever. So I decided one day, these were like back in the day. So these are on actual little tiny tapes that have the little film of tape in them. And I decided one day, I was like, oh, I want to do that, but I want to do the news. So I wanted my own radio show. So I called it Gen FM because I was a really creative kid with tapes <laughs> at the time. Um, and I lined up all my teddy bears and made my dogs sit there next to the teddy bears. And I had Jen FM and it was just like, now it's time for the news with Jen. Here's another song from Jen. And it was all this crazy over-exaggerated voice and everything. And so my dad went to record something one day and you know, to, or to play back something rather that he had recorded. And it was just like, hi, it's Jen. And in a much squeakier voice, of course. And then it was like, and then occasionally he would just be like, wait, come back. Cause the dog would try to leave. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, I'm just fascinated by it. I don't, I can't explain really why I'm fascinated by it, but I am. And so that transitioned into me wanting to tell stories in an audio format, I guess. So that brought me to podcasting, radio documentaries, lots of different little projects that I like to work on. So it brought me into that field of things. And when I kind of got interested in marketing and in companies and in how people communicate and how people try to relay messages across to each other, Everybody was talking about video and obviously video is huge and it's, it's obviously a great format, 
but sometimes it's not always the best way to communicate with people. Like if you're in the car, you can't really like look at it, you know what I mean? But you could put a podcast on. You can use your little, um, you know, your HDMI cable or USB cable in most cars now, and you can just connect everything up and you could listen to a podcast. And I thought it was just like a really interesting way to take what you're already doing. Basically, I just think it's it's a really obvious way to connect with people that people just companies sometimes overlook it because they think oh it's like you know but we're already doing video and we're already we already have a blog and we do all these trade shows you know people can hear us if they really want to Mm -hmm. but really like sometimes they can't so like if they're in the car for example you know like if they're at the gym most of the time if you're at the gym you're not going to have a blog and reading through the blog while you're working (laughs) out because that doesn't work unless you put weights on the ipad or something i don't know um it's just a really interesting way to actually get people to listen plus I think it's powerful because when you take like like what I have now, like a pair of headphones, like I'm listening to you. Yeah. I have blocked out everything else around me and you guys are what I'm listening to. And we're having a conversation based on that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you can do that, what I love about your show, what I love about Inbound After Hours is that you guys have that conversation going that I almost feel like when I listen to it that I'm sitting around the table with a beer chatting with you guys about whatever you're chatting about that's like that's incredible that you can make somebody feel that way on their way home on the 20 past six bus from wherever and the traffic is really bad and it's raining and everything's crap and they just want to get home and have dinner and there you guys are pop your earphones on and just sit there and you get through your commute and you can laugh along and think about things or tweet you guys questions or whatever you can do and be like be present in that moment even if it's pre-recorded there's something incredibly special about that that you just don't get with any other format I think. No, I mean, we, we all listen to podcasts, like you say, commuting, gym, wherever that is. But why, why do we think that companies do overlook it? I, I agree, I think people are more likely to... I think written's the, normally the first place people start because it's probably the lowest kind of barrier, well, perception of the lowest barrier anyway. Mm. And then I'd say, yeah, I'd say more video, video people going to next, but why do you think people overlook audio? I think people don't make the connection between a podcast is just, is a, it's like on-demand radio, isn't it? Yeah. And everybody listens to the radio. I think there's a big disconnect between listening to a podcast and going to the effort of listening to it and choosing it and downloading it. I think people don't understand that it is just a radio show on your own terms. Mm. And people don't think twice about sticking the radio on in the car. No. I, was, uh, I think it's just that disconnect. I was, I, I was wondering if people perceive podcasts as something for kind of big, big topics like uh, entertainment or football or a comedian or something that's this mm. huge thing and that's that's what podcasting is, a bit like t- TV, that's our perception. Um, I don't know if that's where the, the kind of yeah. the disconnect is, that people just assume podcasting is not for a 15-person B2B company or whatever it is. It's this big thing that you've got to have a production company, yeah. and you've got to be jazzy with it, yeah. <laughs> for want of a better word. You've got to have a, a, a trained presenter, you've got to have... Yeah, and yeah. It's, not, it's not the case, is it? No, no. Why do you think, Jenny? What do you think? Why do you think people often overlook audio as kind of a, a content format? I think a lot of people, because most prominent podcasts are from the likes of, say, like you've got Joe Rogan on the sports side with MMA. His podcast is phenomenally popular, and I really didn't think that. If I'm honest, when that started, I was like, I don't really think that demographic that they're going for would be interested in listening to podcasts. 
But then when I really thought about it, I was like, of course they are. They're at the gym. What else are they going to listen to? Yeah. If they don't want to listen to music, they can totally listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And it works so phenomenally well for him. Um, and then you have the other kind of like more like say fictional stuff like I love Radio Lab because you get such a mix of, of things on that that you can just sit there and browse through and see what you kind of want. But I think for smaller companies or like you're saying like small B2B companies, for example, I think you just don't feel like maybe sometimes you fit in. I don't mean like you guys. I mean like in general, like people feel sometimes they don't really fit in with that because like you were saying, they see podcasts as like, oh, it's like for famous people or it's a radio thing or something. <laughs> You know, but you have the other side then where it's like, you know, you've people who, you know, not being mean or anything, but they don't really do it right. And so you have the other end of the scale where you just get people who are basically like, look, I don't think I really want to be, you know, I don't know if I can do it well enough, but I can't be Joe Rogan. And if I'm not getting a million downloads, is this a failure? Like, I think there's a lot of fear around it. But from my point of view, I thought it would be a lot more difficult to get like CEOs of companies and like marketing managers to actually sit in front of a camera and like record YouTube tutorials and things like that and be seen on camera on YouTube, then it will be to get them to record audio. And it's actually the opposite, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Um, they're more afraid of their voice than they are of like, you know, sitting behind something and just sitting there on camera. It's that's, I don't know why it just, I find that really interesting, but it's definitely something that's accessible. You guys are living proof of that. Anybody can, can do this and do it well. And you learn as you go along and, something I said at Inbound, like a lady asked a question and it was so at the end and something along the lines of like, you know, I, oh, I set one up, but it didn't really go very well. And I was like, but you set it up. And she's kind of looking at me and I was like, but you still set it up. You did it. Yes. And if it didn't go well the first time, okay, go back again, but you still did it as opposed to like just sitting around and kind of like, will we, won't we? And that's the main thing. It's like, you can always learn. Nobody's, well, okay, I don't say nobody, but very few people are like perfect, like right off the bat at anything. No. Like you have to learn, it's a skill that you craft over time and you know, you have to give it time. You were saying about the radio show and you used to do the voices. I think we'd done video for a bit of time, but when we first sat around the mic, we were all joking because people were going into these sort of... Uh, smooth FM. Yeah, yeah, smooth FM. Like we were all, energy and then lower, yeah. We were all yeah. doing these weird voices and we were sat like, well, where are these coming from? I couldn't yeah. stop it. No, and it was really hard. To, it did take a bit of time to like get out of us when we were doing some rehearsals. That, that didn't happen on video. Um, I remember, but yeah. But when we, when we sat around to do specifically the podcast around a microphone, I think having that microphone in front of you, we all started doing these mm. yeah, radio voices, which was really weird. Yeah, because you relate to the famous people, like you've mentioned Gary Vee, yeah. how high energy he is. And You've got to try. We started doing that and it's not us. No. Yeah. And that, that's why we felt awkward, but when we relaxed and we were all, it's just yeah. natural. It is. Yeah, so. A great way to get around that, um, if you're ever stuck or if you're ever interviewing anyone, a great tip would be, like, you know, start the um, the microphone rolling and be recording and everything, but start talking about something really normal, like how their commute was, how their dog is, or what they did at the weekend, and they'll start talking in their normal voice, yeah. and then just roll straight from that, keeping your tone the same. Be like, oh, that's deadly. What you do for the weekend? Oh, that's cool. And you went to the park with your dog or whatever you did. Oh, that's nice. That's really cool. How did you get into marketing anyway? Yeah. And they'll normally just continue on with that voice. And it's, it's a tip I picked up with radio stuff because like you were saying, people come in and they're like, you know, you're interviewing them about something. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm so sorry that so-and-so passed away and that must be really hard for you. And they're like, yes, it was. At the time I was very upset. There were tears falling out of my eyes. 
you know, it's like, because <laughs> people panic because they don't know what to do. And they, the thing that they relate to the most is, okay, well, there's these people who are on the radio and it's just like, okay, well, I'll just do that. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not you. And so like you guys do that really well as well, which is why, again, I love the setup that you have for Inbound After Hours, which is just, let's just sit around a table and just talk what we think about social media, what we think about whatever we're doing. That's the way to do that and to build an audience based on it because people feel like they're right there at the table with you, having a beer, chilling out, talking about whatever it is. Mm. It's a great way to do that. Because I'm really interested in digital and marketing, I've listened to podcasts for years and I didn't think anyone else did. It wasn't until I started asking my friends, uh, my sister listens to one, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> normal people listen to podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and well, I mean normal, because we're a bit geeky, aren't we? Yeah, we're into no, tech. Definitely. And then we, we, we hold a Manchester Hug, uh, which is an event monthly, and we start speaking to other marketing managers, and our personas are visiting all them and listening to podcasts. Yeah. So that's when our ears pricked up and thought, Wow, this is yeah. Our personas are listening. That's the disconnect I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I think everyone yeah. thinks nobody listens yeah. to them. Yeah, but they're so popular. They're so seen, popular. Yeah, I remember seeing a tweet from someone. I can't remember who it was. And everybody put about six months ago. I went, hmm. podcasts are popular. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everyone's everyone's, everyone's <laughs> listening to them. Yeah. It's like wow. Yeah, let's get on it. So we we agree with everything you say there. And um, it makes sense to me because every other entertainment format's going that way. Yes. Music's, you download what you yes. want, you don't listen to the radio anymore. No. TV, you choose what programmes you want. Yeah. So why wouldn't this be the same? It is, yeah. Exactly. On demand. On demand, exactly. Inbound, inbound after hours. <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, we've had a few challenges regarding equipment, audio, setup. Any, any tips you could give us? What, what, what do people need to start? The, the basics? What I would say if you're starting from absolute scratch, and this is something that we chatted about a little bit earlier um, before we started recording this podcast with you guys, was just literally take your iPhone or your smartphone or whatever you have, hook your earphones in, go into a room by yourself, and just start talking about anything you want, whatever you want to talk about. I think getting the fear out of the way is the first thing to do because people have this misconception as well when it comes to editing. They can normally get their head around like the microphone side of things. Like what you're using is perfect. It's a Yeti. They're brilliant. They're just a USB mic. They're perfect for what you need right now. There are microphones that would be like you'd get a much better, I guess, a crisper, a much better broadcast quality sound, if that makes sense, without sounding like too like weird or about it. But like it's, you know, but they're perfect. We had them at Inbound. We had the Blue Yeti model at, it, at the Inbound uh, podcast booths. And they're perfect for what you need. There you go. And they're so like, that's like, I think you guys mentioned you picked that up for about 80 pounds or something yeah. on sale. Like they're very affordable. Like you can go to your financial officer and be like, look, I only need 80 pounds, yeah. you know, or 80,000 pounds. And then you could take a really nice holiday while you buy your microphone. But um, like it's, it's an affordable thing that you guys can do that anybody can do. But started out doing that for free. What I talked about at Inbound was take your phone, set up a free SoundCloud account, see how you feel about it. You can get music, like I have a friend of mine that I work with who creates original kind of like podcast jingles, if you want to call them radio jingles. Yeah. Um, and I work with him a lot when I'm working on projects. And like we can, you can do that and go to somebody and get them to create the music for you or whatever you want. Um, or you can get like music that's Creative Commons. So you just have to check the licensing for that and make sure that it's okay to use it and what way you need to credit that person for it. Um, or sometimes they offer you the opportunity to buy it and own it and whatever else. But really, 
I think the first thing you need to do is to take away all of the technical stuff, the fear and everything away and literally just sit in a room, record something, see how it sounds, see if you like it. If you're like, mm, this is something I could get into, that's fine. Like, again, for under 100 euro dollars or pounds, whatever currency you're in, you can definitely find something that will get you a decent audio quality that won't be terrifically like difficult for you to, to edit. So that's why the Yeti is great because it goes straight into the computer through USB, as you guys can see there in the, in the video version of this, uh, pod, of this, I guess, podcast. It's the audio version, but we can see it in the video that, that goes with it. Um, we can see that there is like the, the Yeti's, the mic there in the middle of the table, it's plugged into the laptop. You guys can get the audio straight away and edit that in whatever you guys are using. What are you using to edit? We are using uh, Final Cut Pro. Yeah. So we, th we throw the video in there. Rather than going straight to audio, as you know we do with the video, which is a, a video log vlog. Yeah. Yeah. We, we throw, throw that Final Cut Pro, we got multicam, and then we save out the, the audible version. Yeah. What yeah. are people using who go, uh, so say, obviously we're slightly different with doing the, the video and, and the podcast uh, mm. at the same time. What are people using for, for audio editing that just do purely audio? What, what's your recommendation for people on that? So really the main two um, that you could use would be Adobe Audition, which is kind of the main, the main one that most people I know would use. Um, again, you have to, it's, it's Adobe, so you've got to pay for it, but it is worth it. Um, it does give you everything that you would need to make that broadcast quality. But if you're starting out, there's a program called Audacity, which is free that you can download and it's, it's perfect for starting out. It's actually a great way to just find your feed. Yeah. I think editing is where people get a little bit frightened. Like, okay, I can record it and press stop and start and I can do that part. But people tend to get a little bit frightened when you talk about how to, you know, if something is a little bit pitchy or if something sounds a little bit tinny, how to make that sound a little smoother. Like you might take a look at what the bass is like or, but again, like that's learning. And Gary Vaynerchuk, um, you know, like he had like at Inbound, I guess the main takeaway from what he said at, at Inbound last November in Boston was, just to Google it. If you're not sure about something, it's on Google, somewhere in the realms of Google or somebody will know. And I think that's the big thing from, from my session at Inbound was just like, you know, like without try, trying to sound smart, just you can figure it out. You're smart people. You're running marketing agencies. You're doing really amazing things every single day. Yeah. Like this is not like, this is a challenge, but that's what you should welcome. Yeah. In, in, in whatever you do. Yes, it's a challenge, but you're totally able to do it. You're more than capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube has great tutorials for Adobe Audition. It has amazing um, like tutorials for even how to set up a podcast. Like It will tell you, you need this setting, you need this type of software. It will tell you, there's loads of tutorials for the microphone that you guys have, the Yeti. I use, um, if I'm doing, like say, Vox Pops for radio stuff, which I don't do so much radio stuff anymore. But if I was doing anything like that for radio, or if I was recording the interviews, I have a Zoom H1N, which is a little handy recorder. It's got two little mics, um, they point in either direction, so they're great for interviews. But really, like the main thing that you're looking for is the audio quality. If you can get that down, you can figure out how to add the bells and whistles and the music and whatever you need to do. What you're looking for is, if I pick up a pair of earphones, or if I just put my laptop on and I press play, I should be able to listen to that without kind of like squinting or being like, what's going on? Or I should be able to experience just like, you know, smooth audio the whole way. And that's just the way it should be. And that's what your focus should be without kind of worrying about like, you know, 
you don't need to make people sound like Smurfs or cyborgs. You just need to be able to make you hear what you're talking about, basically. What would what be a quick tip to do that as a, as a beginner? If, if you're in an office like we are and it's a bit echoey or mm-hmm. a bit too, the room's a bit yeah. too big for yeah. the, the people who are doing the podcast, what, what is the problem there to, in layman's terms? So I think with stuff like that with offices, it's kind of difficult because if you're in certain situations in different places, like I've seen people put like, um, like there's like pieces of foam on the walls and just set it up that way. I've seen people get like rugs off the ground and put them on the walls just to stop the sound from bouncing around so much. So I think really if you're working with something like that in an office, it's a little bit more difficult. Soft furnishings and things like that can help. But realistically, what you're going to have to look at when you're editing is probably something along the lines of the base and try and see if you can if you can work with that. And um, I know that was something that I that I helped you guys with a little bit with just I can't remember the exact specifics of it, but it was it's actually if you Google it, honestly, it's on forums like everywhere. People have any question that anybody can come up with like, oh, it sounds a bit funny in here. or Oh, I don't really know how to like make this work. Usually it relates to something to do with the base. Um, again, it's not always, and it can be other factors as well, but I find when I'm editing things, sometimes that can help. Not always. I mean, sometimes what you might have to do is kind of face up to the fact that you might need to find a different place to record sometimes. Like (laughs) that might be an inevitability, but like if you can fix it with that, then just make it a little bit easier on the ears. The important thing as well is when you're editing something to like listen in earphones primarily so if you're just sitting at your desk and you don't have earphones on but you're editing through the speakers on your laptop it's going to sound different most people are going to listen to your audio your podcast audio and your video too um through headphones so make sure that you're just you have a pair of headphones on that you can hear it that way and then just try without the headphones as well just to see if there's like a massive difference between the two but again your target audience are going to have headphones on yeah the old, old wives tale probably about someone, was it Pink Floyd or somebody they did their album and then they'd go and listen to it on the little stereo outside in reception oh really yeah. it's the same <laughs> it's, the people, it's, the yeah. Yeah. it's, yeah. it's logical yeah. though isn't it if yeah. most people are headphones you should edit and, yeah. edit and listen to it with headphones I know you do that Mark yeah um, um, but when I'm proofing them after you send them around I actually put them on my speaker yeah. that's yeah I'm not getting the same experience as 99% of people am I yeah I've just learned through experience through years of uh, video animation with the audio listening on headphones and but I think that's a great tip for the listeners something we there's still, take like, for there's granted there's still like that I need to learn as well and I'll never like it was the same with inbound it's the same at anything that I speak at I'll never stand up somewhere and be like oh, I know everything I could tell you all the answers but if I don't know the answer I'll be the first person to be like I don't know yeah. who knows and that's why I'm big into skill sharing so like if anybody knows the answers to something that I don't or if there's somebody in the room who knows the answer this happened at inbound I didn't know the answer to something so I was like well somebody in this room probably does so yeah. And we skill shared it out and we got the answer. It's like, just be humble about it as well. It's like in any industry, even if you guys are at a networking event and it has nothing to do with podcasting or, you know, it's just an industry event and somebody's like, oh, we're having a bit of trouble with like getting leads through this campaign or something or other. And if in the back of your mind, you're like, I kind of know like how they could get around that, like share that. Like you're already well on your way to being thought leaders. Like, you know, you're already established in what you're doing. And if you are, share that back. Like you, that's how everything works. Everybody should grow together. Not everybody will grow at the same rate and that's fine. That's life. But if you can help somebody along the way, like 
that's why I'm really like I don't like I don't appreciate when there's a situation where like especially with audio editing or anything where it's like on the techie side where people are just like oh like you know well I'm sure if you just learn it or whatever you know it's like yeah okay you need to learn it but I'll help you like if I can figure it out and I'll tell you what I did and how I did it and I'll explain what I did or what I think you should do like be that person and that's also how you grow as a thought leader in your industry be that person be the person who helps somebody else but also inspires them to help themselves that sounds so goofy I'm trademarking that because I'm going to be on the New York Times bestseller I think just just that value. We we even discussed, truth be known, we said, shall we disclose everything in these podcasts? Because we know other agencies are going to be listening. We said, yeah, absolutely. Just give 100% value, yeah. share yeah. with everyone. And that's we that, yeah. said last time. I said it. If you mm. don't tell them, yeah. they won't find it somewhere else. Yeah, they'll yeah. find it somewhere else anyway. Yeah. So just yeah. there's no secrets with the internet. Is there? everything's no. out there already? So you might just be the one telling them about it. Yeah, we run yeah. the um, the hug event in Manchester as well, and that's very similar. Like 50, 60 percent of the room in there are other agencies, yeah. and we're getting up there saying we did an experiment on blogging, and this worked really well for us. We tried putting mm. CTAs at the top of our blogs instead of the bottom and this got us more leads yeah. knowing that we're telling other agencies how to get more leads yeah. which, are, which are competitors with us but it, it all comes around it, it does it, it does definitely it does and, and I wrote something down you mentioned thought leaders which is an authority within your niche so yeah. I suppose that's the point of all this really doing the podcast so prospects will listen and think we are an authority it doesn't matter what line of business you're in it's being a, a thought leader yeah yeah that's kind of that's, mm. that's like the journey that everybody's on that doesn't matter what industry you're in like i mean i don't know like whatever you want to say like are mcdonald's a thought leader for fast food i don't know but you know like you want to be that that person when you think about your your particular industry rightly or wrongly that you think you know what even if you meet somebody and you're like oh really just do not like that guy but he's really good at what he does mm-hmm. like we've all met those people right like it's like you meet them or they speak at an event and you're like oh. but yeah you know they know what they're doing <laughs> um so i think it's just about again like when you're sharing knowledge like that and it's great that you guys do that at the manchester hub as well don't forget as well like when somebody's new or somebody sets up a new agency and they're just finding their feet they have the talent and the tenacity to set that agency up. Yeah. So, you know, if they also had the gumption to go out there and try. And I think if they have that, they might also have skills that you guys like might need at some point in the future. Like you guys are doing what you're doing really well now. And maybe at some point in the future, there might be some project that you're working on where you're like, oh, remember those guys who set up doing that exact niche thing two years ago and they're now thought leaders in that. And you end up, it comes full circle. You end up talking to those people in two years' time and you're kind of like, hmm, like you guys are working on some really cool things. And I think it's it's remembering those people and remembering to be humble in what everybody's doing because eventually at some point, especially like Manchester's probably like Dublin and that it's probably a small enough kind of tech scene and most people know most people and that's just the way it is. But I think if you approach everything like you guys do with skill sharing and knowledge sharing, you don't have to give them your book of business. I'm not asking anybody to be like, here, you know, make us go bankrupt. You know, I'm like, you know, but share. Like, again, like exactly what you said. It's like, they're going to find that out. They're going to go somewhere and find that out somewhere else. Why shouldn't they find that information out from you in a really nice, 
friendly way so that if you guys ever need each other in the future, you can just make a phone call. Yeah, I was going to say, Mark, um, you don't use the word karma, but you talk a lot about it coming back around, don't you? Yeah. I Just call, in business in general. I, I call it the boomerang effect. If, if you give good out, you get good back. Yeah. If you're yeah. evil, if you lie, if you steal, it comes back. Law of attraction, they call it. I'm a big believer in Yeah, yeah in it's that. generally right, isn't yeah. it? There's, there's people you help out. Yeah. Years and years ago, um, yeah. particularly with like, my, like with with running an agency, you'll get smaller companies who don't quite fit our persona or whatever. They just startups come into us and saying, "Can we have your marketing services?" Unfortunately, you can't quite afford it, so we'll we'll give them resources and point them in the right direction. Yeah. And those guys, some of them do make it big, and two or three yeah. years later, come back and end up hiring and you. Remember. Yeah. And they remember that you helped them right at the start, yeah. even though. We could have just said, no, go away, you've got no money. Instead of saying that, you just say, hey, we can't quite full-time help you right now, but here's a good place to get started, or here's how we do it, have a go yourself, or here's the resource that we used to learn ourselves. Um, people do remember that, and we've got some clients that come back three, four years later after us saying that, who've come on as clients. It's a good it's an attitude that applies everywhere, isn't it? It is, if yeah. If you go down the pub and... Be a dick who never gets a drink. And <laughs> yeah. Stop inviting you in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. It's, it's rewarding as well. I mean, the comment we said earlier, we sincerely mean it about you helps us to kick this off. And, yeah. and, and another thing, the Audacity free software you mentioned, when we did our first podcast, we sent that to you. You sent us a link to this, yeah. told me to do two things on two slider settings, <laughs> and you just transformed it. Yeah. It took away, and, and we were like, oh, this is brilliant. And I sent you an email saying how grateful we were. It's yeah. just, the feeling you must have got when people are emailing you. Yeah. It, it's it's it great. That took me however long, like not like like ten minutes to just figure out what was going on. Five mm -hmm. minutes to find your resource. That's what like max twenty minutes out of my day, but like that helps you to carry on your series. You'll remember me hopefully at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's like I, I like that because it brings everything, like you're saying, back around in a really I, I guess the word holistic is used and misused a lot nowadays, but it is a really grassroots way of doing things. It brings it back to the way marketing used to be. Marketing used to be, you know, it's, I always call it like it's a form of storytelling. There's talent to it, there's sales elements to it. And yes, that's true. And analytics and data and everything else. But fundamentally what it comes down to is your ability to tell a story and tell it well and use all of your other talents and data and everything else that, that's around you to tell a story. And that's, that's what you do as a marketer. And as a marketing agency, you do that on behalf of your clients. And a lot of people have a problem with that when I'm like, oh, you know, you do marketing and I'm, I'm a marketer at heart. And I always say that specifically, I'm a marketer at heart. It's, it's what I do. And everything that I do on that basis, I'll try and do with the best interests of people to the forefront. But when you put that into a context of being a storyteller, some people are like, oh, but I you know, I didn't, I went to college for like four years. I'm a master's in marketing. I'm not a storyteller. You're like, well, if you weren't a storyteller, you wouldn't really be working in marketing. You wouldn't be as successful as you are. Like it or not, that's a skill. Not everybody can do that. It's not like a job that everybody can pick up and do. You, you either have that gift or you don't. And it's just about learning that, cultivating it. It's, it's a craft. Yeah. that you learn. Um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot recently, particularly while we've, while we've been talking, is all of the challenges and reasons why people don't get started in podcasts are actually a great reason to do podcasts because Inbound's 10-year-old or whatever it is now, blogging's actually quite no noisy in most yeah. industries. If people aren't 
actively doing a lot of podcasts in a lot of industries, you go and do one, you instantly stand out. We've, we've already discussed that people are listening to podcasts. Yeah. People are scared of doing podcasts. So if you can step up and do it in your industry, there's a good chance that you're going to get traction. So obviously in industries like ours and like SaaS, like HubSpot, there are, there are competitors on, in podcasts. But for, I don't know, if you're a, a law company or a manufacturing company or whatever it is, the chances of having another competitor doing a podcast are probably quite slim. Thinking about clients, there's probably only one yeah. event company. Yeah. Everyone yeah. else will probably have... If they go and do it, yeah, they go and clean up, wouldn't they? So it's it's hugely, mm. huge advantageous to do it. Yeah, it? I mean, we've actually put that on our service list now to offer podcasting to our clients. Yeah. So if, if they want us to come in, ask a question, set the gear up, do it, edit it, and, and we're and offering that, we're And that's the thinking that, behind yeah. it, isn't it? Is it's, yeah. it's just another way to get your story out, mm-hmm. as Jenny was saying, but it's it's undervalued, because like we've discussed, everyone's listening to them, but very few people are doing them, so it's mm-hmm. such good value in, in podcasting, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, just yeah. before this call, Jenny, we touched on um, word count as well. Ricky, do you want to uh, repeat what we said earlier regarding how many words once we transcript the, the audio as well? Yeah, I mean, it's something we didn't think of as a benefit of podcasting when we started, like we didn't go out with this purpose, mm-hmm. did we? But what we found is um, we, we love repurposing content <laughs> as an agency. So if we write an ebook, we'll, we'll use them as blogs. And if we write a series of blogs, we'll turn them into an ebook, etc. So yeah. with, with the same thing in mind, we thought, right, we'll get, the, we'll get these podcasts out, we'll transcribe them, and then we'll use them, um, we'll use them as a blog with the, uh, with the audio attached to it. What I didn't quite realise is in 30 minutes how much we all waffle and talk yeah. because that actually equals like 8,000 words on average, which is incredible because yeah. I was saying if someone said to me, go and sit and write an 8,000 word blog, mm. I'd probably be there most week, most mm. of the week. Uh, it'd take a hell of a lot of editing, you'd have to put, it, it would, it's a lot of time. Research time. And research as well. Yeah. Um, there are challenges when you get when you get four of us literally waffling on a podcast because it bounces between people and kind of picking out who's saying what and editing and it's quite amusing when we use uh, we use an online transcription service and they obviously don't know who we are so they just call people names <laughs> so last week uh, it was Mark Mark or Andrew one of you was a uh, red jumper uh, <laughs> and so, so these are just calling people like random names right it's quite entertaining because it's different every week so and then another the transcriber took over halfway through didn't they yeah they like, go from red to blue or something. yeah they started calling them something else like <laughs> spiky hair or something like that. Um, so it's really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting to see what they do. But mm-hmm. so there's a little bit of challenge in kind of picking people out and formatting mm-hmm. it. But I, I'd say it takes 30, 30 odd minutes with a, some corrections and uh, layout and stuff. But that's definitely more efficient than doing it yourself as well. Hugely efficient. I've transcribed interviews in the past. It, it just becomes a beast. Yeah, I guess if you're doing the sort of ones Jenny mentioned, where if you're just doing like a, a little few minute tips yeah. ones, you could easily transcribe them yourself. Yeah, that's but true. If I sat down and tried to transcribe hours uh, with all of us talking on 30, for 30 minutes, it would it would be a bit of time, but the service we use, I can't remember how much it costs now, I think it's $14. Give me the name of it. It's rev.com, is it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah. Put it on the notes. Yeah. Put it on the notes below, yeah. Uh, but, it, but it's something like $14, so say £10 yeah. for someone to transcribe and do half an hour audio for us is... Penis. <laughs> it's well, it's amazing value really, and, yeah. uh, compared to actually writing it. So that's been a big extra benefit to us of doing mm. doing audio formats is that reusable content. Mm. 
And if anyone knows from an SEO perspective, the sort of long tail keyword benefit you're going to get over a number of months from having a blog a week as we do it with 8,000 words in is really going to help us. Yeah. So no, I've definitely, definitely found that a big bonus. Lots of tips today then, Jenny, from both sides. Um, have, you, have you got any more for us? Put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> if there was one tip you'd give marketers, we like to ask this question, if there was one tip you'd give in-house marketers, what would it be? Yeah. What would it be? <laughs> That's all. I guess for me, it's, it's, it always comes down to the same thing, and it's pretty much always the same answer when I'm asked this, which is to just do it. Yeah. Like the, the main thing that was tweeted out of um, my session at Inbound was, uh, and I am going to slightly swear, so forgive me, Absolutely. but it was uh, no bullshit, no crap, hit record. Yeah. And that was the one thing that got tweeted out with various different ways. Some people were like, you know, BS. Some people went to the whole hog, spelled the whole thing out. And it was just something that randomly came out where I was trying to just explain to people, like, if you take something away from this, it's that you absolutely can do this. You yeah. can absolutely do this. It's a challenge, but that's what you're made for. That's what you're doing your job that you do for. Marketing is not an easy job. You don't have usually the same kind of day every day because you're working with creative content. It's not an easy job. And so if you can do that job, you can figure out and master and do what you need to do to get your podcast done. And eventually, if you stick with it, you reach that level of mastery. That's what I meant. But really just to do it, just try. All you can do is just try it. If it doesn't work out, that's fine. Like take like your top three popular blog posts, whatever they are whatever the top three blog posts are over time since you started blogging. Take those and literally sit around a table like you guys do and have a conversation with your, you know, the other members in your team or bring in somebody who already has a podcast who's an influencer um, you know, and somebody who's already established and have them as a guest on your podcast. That's also a great way to do that. You see this a lot on video content with YouTubers. So you'll see YouTubers who might have like a couple of thousand subscribers and all of a sudden they're in, you know, They'd be like, okay, well, they pair with a YouTuber who has like a million subscribers, like whoever that might be. And all of a sudden they get more subscribers. And it just, it's about kind of working with influencers in that respect as well. But like, I guess really the main thing is just try out, yeah. see what happens. Like, you know, just try. <laughs> and I remember seeing a slide on your podcast checklist. Do you, do you still have that? Is that something we can... It definitely is. I'm going to send that on to you. So at the end of this video, by the magic of editing, you will see the podcasting checklist. I could say now, but I don't know if it'll be edited in that way. But there it is, wherever it is now, by the magic of editing, there it is. Um, I will send that on to you. Absolutely no problem. It's a very short checklist. It's literally just, you know, how to get started. There's obviously a few other little bits and pieces in with it. I make no bones about saying that this is literally just to get you off the ground and get you started. If anybody needs to collect, connect on Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you need, let me know. If anybody has podcast links that they want to send to me, I want to hear the podcast, so let me know. Um, and yeah, just just keep keep growing it as a medium. It needs to get a lot more attention and gain a lot more traction. And who knows, you'll be the next Joe Rogan of marketing. I'm secretly hoping this is just one slide with a, with a checkbox in that just says, get started. Get started. <laughs> <laughs> get, get shit done. Yeah, that's it. That's a podcast checklist, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Yeah, uh, great speaking to you. Thank you for that. Yeah, and best of luck in no Thank you very much, and congratulations um, on your podcast series. It's really impressive. I love that the way you guys just sit around a table, chat it out. It's it's 
a really great format and I wish you all the best of luck with it. It's it's cool to see that you guys have got it off the ground. Fantastic, thank you. Okay, great. We'll, we'll see you next day. Thank you. Bye, Bye. 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 Bye.